Welcome to the Potter's House Community Church's podcast. Join us weekly as we feature our Sunday sermons. The Potter's House Community Church exists to help people be shaped by God to be followers of Jesus Christ. We hope today's message encourages you as we dive into God's Word. So grab your favorite drink and let's listen to today's sermon. So show me your mysteries, my God. Well, hello, everybody. Good morning. Um, I realized as I was prepping and stuff, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I, I don't think I've preached in front of most of you guys. It was, it's been like two years or so since I last was given the opportunity to preach on stage in front of the congregation. Um, I don't know. Well, that's not true. I got one earlier, but I was sick. So uh, this one, I'm well. And I'm here, and I'm really excited. Um, I started prepping this sermon two weeks ago, uh, but Wayne was using his commentaries and stuff, so um, I couldn't really get a hold of those until uh, this Monday, last Monday. And then I open up the first one, I'm like, okay, let's get into this. What does it have? I'm, I'm looking at Genesis 22, Genesis 24. I'm like, what? Where's Genesis 23? And I was like, this is weird. So I, like, I put it down. I'm like, okay, I don't know. This must be weird. Maybe they just skipped it. I don't know. It was, it was more of like a, a guy's sermons or whatever. He must have just skipped this. And I was like, okay. So I put it to the side, grabbed the next one. I open it up. It's got like half a page. I was like, okay. All right. I read that, started prepping with that. I get the next one out. It's got just over half a page. And I'm like, why, why is nobody talking about Genesis 23? And I was, I was a little bit curious because Warren's preaching next week. I was, I was like, okay, how much does Warren have to work with? So I looked at the next few. He's got like six or seven pages in every commentary. I'm like, oh, come on. So, um, yeah, Genesis 23, if you look at your Bibles, uh, a lot of, they have like headings and stuff uh, kind of put in um, that's added afterwards. But this one says Sarah's death. Um, but if you actually look at it and you read it, it's more like Abraham requires land. Oh, and Sarah died. It's more like, like there's, there's very little on Sarah's death, and it's all about a transaction that Abraham has. And so if we look at it, we're going we're gonna to dive into it in a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really focused on hit this transaction. And so it's more, I, I view it and I look at it more as like a historical representation of, hey, this land belongs to Abraham and his descendants. Um, making that very clear. Um, anyway, uh, we will start with Genesis 23, uh, 1 to 2. So you can open your Bibles. It will be on screens. If you don't have your Bibles, that's fine too. Um, Sarah lived 127 years. These were the years of Abra. Ar- Arba? Nope, I skipped a line. These are the years of the life of Sarah. And Sarah died at Kirith. Ar- okay, I can't pronounce things. Arba, I don't know, Arba, yep, I, I practiced, I swear I practiced it, I swear, I was looking, I was sitting there, I was like, okay, I'm going to mess all these names up, but that's fine, uh, that is Hebron, in the land of Canaan, and Abraham went in to mourn for Sarah and to weep for her, and we're just going to stop there, um, this is actually one of the first times that we see mourning in the Bible. Abraham mourning over Sarah's death. And for those of you that were here last time I preached, I talked on John 11. 
And John 11 is a very, very powerful passage where Jesus weeps. And so I was like, oh, I can tie them together. So, <laughs> so um, we have a Savior that weeps with us. We have a Savior that comforts us in our mourning. He is present. He understands it. Um, in the Sermon on the Mount, he said, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. And he, it, not only does he just say it, he also enacts it, as we see in John 11. Um, when Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. And he said, Where have you laid him? They said, Lord, come see. And then Jesus wept. It's just such a powerful moment where we see into a little bit of God's personality and his character of he is present, he loves us, he cares for us, and he feels that deep mourning for when we mourn. He knows the loss of loved ones. He knows that, and he's there as a comforter. Um, yeah, that's, it's just such a blessing to have a God like that. Um, but it also says there's a time for mourning and a time for rejoicing. So Abraham gets up, and he's like, all right, life goes on, I, but I got to find a place to bury my wife. And so he goes on, and then we're going to read the rest of the uh, passage. Uh, uh, and Abraham rose up, from before his dead, and said to the Hittites, I am a sojourner and a foreigner among you. Give me property among you for a burying place that I may bury my dead out of my sight. The Hittites answered Abraham, Hear us, my Lord. You are a prince of God among us. Bury your dead in the choicest of our tombs. None of us will withhold his tomb to hinder you from burying your dead. Abraham rose and bowed before the Hittites, the people of the land, and he said to them, If you are willing that I should bury my dead out of my sight, hear me and entreat me, Ephron the son of Zorah, Zor, that he may give me the cave of Machpelah, which he owns. It is at the end of his field. For the full price, let him give it to me in your presence as property for, bur for a, a burying place. Now Ephron was sitting among the Hittites, and Ephron the Hittite, Hittite answered Abraham in the hearing of the Hittites of all who went in at the gate of the city. No, my lord, hear me. I give you the field, and I give you the cave that is in it. In the sight of the sons of my people, I give it to you. Bury your dead. Then Abraham bowed down before the people of the land, and he said to Ephron, in the hearing of the people of the land, but if you will, hear me, I give the price of the field. Accept it from me, and I may bury my dead there. Ephron answered Abraham, my Lord, listen to me. A piece of land worth 400 shekels of silver. What is that between you and me? Bury your dead. Abraham listened to Ephron, and Abraham weighed out for Ephron the silver that he had named in the hearing of the Hittites, 400 shekels of silver, according to the weights current among the, among the merchants. So the field of Ephron in Machpelah, which was in the east of Mamre, the field with the cave that was in it, 
And all the trees that were in the field throughout its whole area was made over to Abraham as a possession in the presence of the Hittites before all who went in at the gate of the city. After this, Abraham buried Sarah, his wife, in the cave of the field of Machpelah east of Mamre, that is Hebron, in the land of Canaan. The field and the cave that is in it were made over to Abraham as property for the burying place by the Hittites. So yes, as you can see, it's just a business transaction. But it's really interesting because you look at this initially and you're like, why wouldn't Abraham just take the gift? They're offering him this gift of a field. They're like, hey, you can actually have this for free. You don't need to pay us. You're a prince of God. We, we acknowledge God and we're going to give you this field. But Abraham's like, no, I don't want that. I want to pay for it. Uh, we can kind of look back a little bit in Genesis 14. He's very similar. He, he just has rescued Lot from, he, Lot's been captured. He goes in with his many, rescues Lot, and acquires great wealth. But instead of keeping any of it, he gives it back to the kings. And the kings are like, no, you keep your share. You did great. And he says, no, the Lord will make me rich. I don't want you to make me rich. I don't want you to say, look at how I made Abraham rich. I don't want you to have that authority like over me. God will make me rich in my time. And I feel like this is partially the same sort of thing where he's like, God is making me rich. I don't have to take this gift from you. It's kind of interesting because the price that is, is listed is actually a little bit more than what that field was worth. It's kind of like Ephron's like, actually, I'm going to name a larger price so that you accept my gift. Like, you know how that is? And Abraham goes, nope, here you go, 400 shekels or however much. Yeah, however you hand out shekels. But like, 400 shekels, here you go, big bag, blam. Here's, here's the price of the field. I also think he's learned a little bit from Genesis 21, where there's been a bit of a debate over a well that was dug. He's like, who, he and, I can't, I can't remember the name, I forgot to write it down, but one of the locals, he's had a couple disputes. It's one of the, one of the kings that he tried to give his wife to, and then they came back, anyway, that whole thing. He did that a couple times, so it's the second one of those. <laughs> but um, they're, they're, the, the servants are disputing who dug this well, and Abraham goes, I dug this well. And the servants are like, no, we dug this well. So Abraham purchases the well in front of other people. So it's like, hey, this is our well. It's my well. It's ours. And so it's, it's officially his. Um, it's really interesting uh, as well, as I flip over my page, um, that, um, oh, I had it on the tip of my tongue and now it's gone. Oh, oh well, we have a God that keeps his covenants. This is, it is so good. You can see, this is the only land that Abraham owned in his lifetime. He didn't actually see the fruition of God's promises. He saw Isaac and he saw this tiny field. That's all that he saw. But as we can see, like, as we look at history, God did make a great nation out of Abraham. He made nations out of Abraham. If we look at Ishmael as well, he did, he did make nations out of Abraham. As well as he did bless all other nations through Christ. And it's really, it, I was, this is one thing, I don't, I used to be someone who didn't read genealogies. Because I was like, why are these here? They're annoying. They're just long names I can't pronounce. But I was looking and... 
it's, it's amazing. The genealogies in Matthew and the genealogy in Luke, it is so, they all are Abraham to Jesus. I think actually Luke's is Adam to Jesus, or Matthew's, one of them, is Adam to Jesus. It has every, every generation, leading, hey, this is the descendancy all the way to Jesus. This is how I am blessing the nations through Abraham, Jesus, right here. I really, I wish I remembered that thing that I had. It's really bugging me now. Oh, well. Um, But it's, Abraham is, yeah, he's... He's going on his business, and he's, he's not dwelling on the morning. He's not digging into that morning. He's not letting it consume him. He's going on, and then he purchases the field. Oh, I remembered. It's in, because, part of it also could be, one of the things is, if he just says, if Ephron gives him the field, and he's like, and then Ephron dies, and Abraham dies, and a couple generations pass, and Ephron's descendants are like, Oh, that's actually our field? It was just a thing between our forefathers. It's actually ours. But when, with Abraham purchasing it, that's why it's so enforced. If you look at the script, like the scripture is so, Abraham purchased it in front of all these people. It's his. Hey, it's his. He purchased it in front of all these people. Because it's making sure you understand this is Abraham's field. This, this field, this land belongs to Abraham's descendants. This is where he's going to be buried. And so as, and as we look forward, this is kind of jumping a little bit ahead, but Abraham's buried there, uh, Joseph is buried there, Rebecca's buried there, it's a lot of the, Isaac's buried there, and his wife, I think that's Rebecca, and then Joseph's and Leah, but it's, it's, this is a field that stays in the family because of this purchase and this, um, this uh, intentional planning ahead of Abraham going like, this is to make sure that my Family has a place to die, to be buried. I am going to just pray for us. God, I just want to thank you for this opportunity. Um, I pray that you uh, bless these people through these words. They understand and they see the Savior that mourns with us and comforts us. And the Savior that keeps his covenants, God. I am so thankful that you are both. In Jesus' name. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Feel free to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and share with others. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can visit our website at www.potterschurch.ca or you can connect with us also on social media. Tune in next week for a brand new episode of our weekly sermon series. We hope that you have such an amazing rest of your day. Don't you feel yourself?